Hey everyone, this is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. Today's DevOps Chat is going to be a little bit of CI, a little bit of CD, a lot of GitLab, and our guest is Darby Frey, who's the Director of Engineering at GitLab and on the CI-CD team. Darby, welcome. Hey Alan, thanks for having me. Cool. So Darby, I'm sure you didn't go to school for CI-CD, um, but... Give our audience a little bit of an idea. How did you, how did, what was your journey like to you know, wind up here at GitLab in the, in the engineering director? Of yeah, yeah, th that's a great question. Thanks. Um, yeah, thanks for asking that. Uh, so I think probably like a lot of folks, I, I started off my career as a software engineer, um, building, building web apps and that kind of thing. And um, as, as I got further along, started to get more involved in the production side of things. So this is going to be, building deployment pipelines, um, you know, helping, helping the rest of my team to get our code out there uh, in a safe and tested and stable way. Um, and so, uh, like, that was that kind of, like, heavily influenced me in, in sort of previous roles that I had. Um, and then as I kind of transitioned out of building things every day to managing teams, um, you know, started to, to leverage that at a larger scale with the, with the teams that I was managing. So trying to introduce CI/CD into companies that didn't have it before uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, when it was time to kind of move on from the last company I was at, I was looking at, um, you know, what, what do I want to do next? Uh, and this whole notion of remote work really got me excited. Uh, this is, you know, remote teams are becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And um, one of the companies that has that really figured out and does a great job of it is GitLab. So that drew me into the company in general. And then at the same, around the same time, there was a position in the CICD department to, to help manage the team there. And I said, that is like the perfect fit. So um, that was, you know, a little over a year ago. And, you know, now here we are and um, we're, we're building products for our customers to enable them to have better CICD processes and pipelines um, in, their, in their own companies. Excellent. You know, that brings up a couple of different things I'd like to expand on, first of all, um, expand on. But first of all, I think the first one we need to touch on is you mentioned the whole remote thing. And look, I worked remote for 13, 15 years before, actually with MediaOps, DevOps.com. Very quickly, we opened an office. And, and even now, I mean, we don't have, we're not GitLab, we only have about 15 full-time employees. And I think 12 of them are here. In, in office, so it is different. But for those who aren't familiar with the GitLab way, if you will, the GitLab model, how many offices or how many right? How many real offices does GitLab have? How many employees do they have? At how many locations? Do you know? Um, yeah. So real real offices is a is kind of a um, a hard thing to to manage uh, or to to really quantify, I guess. Um, uh, so a lot of people work from home. A lot of people work from co-working spaces, um, official offices. Uh, I think we have zero. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then I think um, I'm trying to get the most recent numbers. I think we, we just passed a thousand people on the team um, last month. Yeah, uh, I know you were close. Yeah. Well, the last time I checked in was in Brooklyn. Okay. Probably about a month and a half, two months ago. And that was, uh, I think you were around 900 then. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and um, and we're all over the world too. This isn't just you know kind of North America time zones. We're actually spread across basically every every time zone. I, think, yeah. I, think I mean, the, it's a fascinating, fascinating thing. And, and just for a quick plug for our listeners, 
I haven't even announced it yet, but if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you the scoop. Um, we have Sid Sibrajani, who's the GitLab CEO, is actually going to be headlining, uh, keynoting our Predict 2020 conference, which is January 23rd, and it's at predict2020.io. And, and Sid's going to talk about um, – He's not really going to talk about the GitLab uh, product. It's going to talk about GitLab as the model for an organization of tomorrow. And because you guys do a lot of unorthodox kind of new ways, right? So the whole remote, almost the whole company is remote. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, the book, if you will, of GitLab, right? Is it, it literally the company's an open book. Uh, the, the monthly releases with 180, 200, Feature. I mean, all of these things are just radically different than than you know what we've seen before. And Sid's going to really give his vision on what's different and why he's doing it that way. You know why GitLab has been structured this way. And I think it's going to be a fascinating keynote. People don't want to miss. So you can check that out at Predict Twenty Twenty. Sorry for the commercial, Darby, to interrupt you. That, no, I think that's great. I'll, I'll add on to that. I think that that'll be a great talk. Um, Sid has a great perspective on how this works. He has a lot of experience doing it. He's been doing this from you know day one with GitLab. So so he's he'll he'll be a great a great resource for people that like want to follow um, follow that path. Uh, and you know, um, definitely worth checking out. Sure, we'll check that out. But now let you know at some point. You know, when you talk, so look, GitLab is a vendor. Let's not beat around the bush, right? <laughs> and, you know, there are some people who work for vendors their whole life. And then there are some people who work for, you know, end user kind of companies. They're not technology vendors, right? They're banks or healthcare or what have you, right? Manufacturing. And, and then, they, you know, after doing that for a while, they... You know, they go to the dark side, so to speak, right? They, they, they now go work for a vendor, and they're making products based, a lot of them are, based upon what they saw as a need in their last jobs. Is that, is that kind of the case with you? Um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, I, so we, we definitely, we, we get input from a lot of places when we're, when we're building our features and, and products for GitLab. Um, uh, one one of the things that I found so incredibly fascinating is the uh, the community involvement that we have from from our customers uh, and also from people in the open source community. Um, uh, GitLab is an open source product, and you know one one of the things that you touched on is our you know our different ways of doing things. One of them is being very transparent, um, and so. Uh, if you go to our handbook site, you can see you can look at the CI/CD department, and you can see what our roadmap is for the next few months. Um, uh, you can see the the features that we're working on, and we link you right to the issues where the the feature is being talked about. Those issues are also public, so um, we get a lot of great community involvement. We'll we'll be working on a feature and and talking through it, you know, in our internal team, and we'll see someone come in from a customer or from someone who just uses the open source product, and they'll say, "Hey, I think you're." You're maybe going off in the wrong direction here, or or saying this is you know this is the right way to do it. We really like this approach, um, and that helps helps give us like really good you know user and customer feedback, and um, and to to really when we're putting together a feature to really like build the right thing instead of you know maybe maybe something that I saw in my last company like that's one input to 
how that thing should be built. And that maybe isn't necessarily the same perspective as a larger company or a smaller company. Like every, everyone has a little different needs. So um, sure. getting that community involvement has been um, super awesome. Well, I, I think, you know, so I was recently, I, I was at DevOps Enterprise Summit in Vegas a couple weeks ago. I was talking to a guy who used to work for like a major bank in, it was a worldwide bank, not just, it was based in Europe. And then he left that bank to go work for like Deloitte or, you know, one of the big uh, consulting companies. And, you know, one of the, one of the like big takeaways for him was at Deloitte, you know, they, they, not at Deloitte, excuse me, at the large bank he was at, it was one use case, right? This was the bank, mm -hmm. this was their culture, this was the way they were doing things, this is what they wanted to do. And, you know, though they may have had different opinions on the team, it was really just one, it was, it was one set of facts that you had mm -hmm. to deal with. Where when you go to a Deloitte or when you're at a GitLab, you know, you're dealing with, each organization is different. Each enterprise, each customer is different, right? Or, and and they're in, you know, they're like snowflakes in a way, right? <laughs> Everyone's a little different. No two are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking in all those disparate points and fashioning that into, because you can't please all the people all the time, right, Darby? As sure. I'm sure you're learning. Um, but you try to please as many of the people as you can. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, that in itself is, a, is an art. Right. And a science. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. No, no, you go. <laughs> so, yes. so, yeah, like, like one of the things that we, that we talk about a lot um, in our CICD platform, like, like what, how we, what we want to build and what we want to create is like um, building a, a, a powerful system that's very flexible and um, hopefully requires less work from users. And, and we do this by, by kind of like building out um, sort of smaller primitives that do things. So um, this gives us kind of like more of a modular approach to being able to put things together like pipelines or, or deployments or whatever that might be, instead of like dictating, like this is the process that you have to follow because this is what, you know, this is what we deem to be the correct way to use this tool. We wanna to actually give a lot of flexibility. Um, right. and, and we do that with our features a lot because they really kind of, um, they, they they they're sort of built up built up from the ground to be these components that you can tie together to do whatever you need to, um, and and that works really well because that helps our very large enterprise customers with compliance concerns and things like that, um, and then it also makes it pretty easy for um, you know that startup that just wants to get some CI CD set up for like a single application where they've got three developers working on it. You know, like the whole the whole spectrum of yeah. use cases um, we can kind of support in that way. And that, that's exactly the point, right? You guys get to see more use cases than any one company is, is, yeah. is you know, deploy or even experience. So, you know, Darby, people look at GitLab and it's a very ambitious sort of product and product roadmap. And, but when you, when you boil it down and you say, okay, what are, again, you know, what are the, trying to please the most people, what are most people using the product for? It comes down to two things today. It may change. It probably will change. But today, people use GitLab a lot as a repo, right? A repository mm -hmm. of code. And for the CICD. CICD is probably, from what I've been told and read and understand, is the biggest reason for people to even upgrade from the open source to the enterprise or paid, you know, versions of GitLab is, is CI CD. 
What what is it about the CICD that that's driving that? You think? Um, that's that's a good question. I mean, I think you know every team's got kind that's of their a good question today, Darby. I'm hot, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you're you're good at this. All right. <laughs> um, like I think every company is a little a little different in in what they're looking for, and you know it kind of gets back to what I was saying about you know sort of the, these components that you can pull together. Um, I think. Uh, Having having something that that doesn't really lock you into um, a specific vendor or a specific cloud that you have to deploy to, or you know, like it, it can and, and and you can use it in a couple ways, right? You can use GitLab.com if you want a SaaS product, or you can download our our self managed version and run it yourself. So for a company that you know doesn't want to let any data out of their network, um, they uh, they can they can run GitLab in um, in their own like VPC or in their own data center. Uh, and not have to integrate with anything else, and, not, and like all their data stays right there. So, um, so th those are like some pretty compelling reasons um, to to choose a product like that. Um, and also, like you can um, you can you know get the open source version. You can try it for free. There, there's kind of like a, a way a way into to sort of move into GitLab without um, without having to like jump all in on a massive contract or something like that. Like um, people people can kind of try it out a little bit and, and get a sense for like the flexibility and the power of the tool. Um, and I, I like, I've talked with teams that, that have done that and they've, you know, they, you kind of like start with one team in a company and you see like people getting excited about it with that team. And then that excitement grows to other teams and you, you see the product kind of expand within the company. Um, and so I think there's, there's a little bit of that too. Sure. Sure. Um, so, Darby, another interesting kind of GitLabism, right, is you guys release once a month with something like 180 to 200, you know, <laughs> features a month. They're not all in CICD, obviously, mm -hmm. right? It, it runs the gamut. But, you know, even just taking the CICD features monthly, how do you really ensure the quality of so many, with so many new things coming every month, right? Mm -hmm. Um, not only from GitLab's perspective, right? Because you guys got to make sure the stuff works before you're releasing it. But from an end user perspective, man, if I'm going to upgrade, you know, have I created any dependencies that'll get broken on this? Okay. Right? Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. That that's got to be. It could be scary for some organizations, right? That aren't used to going at that rate. Yeah. Right. What do you hear from people? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, we we get. Um, I mean, first of all, the the quality bar is super high on our side. So we, we we have a lot of automated testing that we have. We have a lot of manual testing. We have we have a whole department in the company that that really focuses on quality. Um, you know, for uh, for a lot of um, a lot of development teams, they aren't used to this paradigm of like we ship out software and it runs on someone else's server and we can't touch it after that. You know, you can't really fix a bug when it's in the wild. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so we have to be a little extra deliberate about that. Um, and, and so that, and that is actually like sort of foundational to the culture in the company. Um, GitLab before it was a SaaS product uh, was a, you know, was an open source product that you would just install, you know, yourself. So, um, so we, we put a lot of controls in place around that. Um, and, and then, you know, we have, um, you know, for for maybe like very large customers, um, we have, you know, solutions architects and, and other people that work with those teams if they need support in upgrading, 
Uh, but we really, we really try to streamline that process and make it as, as smooth as possible. Um, uh, we were very, you know, in our, in our release post every month, we really, we're really careful about things that we deprecate. We have um, certain, um, certain timelines on how we deprecate old APIs or old features, and we make sure to communicate that with, with our users far ahead of time. You know, so if, if a team is depending on a feature that is being deprecated for some reason, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that they're aware of that. Um, it's, it's in the release notes and that, and that kind of thing. So um, like any project, like uh, software like that, you know, deprecations are a thing that need to be communicated pretty heavily. So, um, so we have a structured schedule around that. But, um, you know, when, uh, when we're releasing these, you know, these tons of features every month, you know, we're, we're working as hard, <clears throat> as hard as we can to ensure that that upgrade process is smooth for, for many customers. So. Sure. Sure. Um, so Darby, you know, we're coming up on our time limit here, just a few minutes left, but, I wanted to ask you, what do you think? What do you think of the biggest kind of uh, new features coming down the pike that you're being asked for, but we haven't quite delivered yet? Um, <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think of some of the some of the new. So in our CI/CD area, we we have you know um, the continuous integration and testing. We have um, package uh, manager. And then we have our like release and deployment stuff. So um, there's some of the uh, some of the upcoming features that we're working on. Uh, I, I know in in our release team is uh, is a feature flag product. So we're going to be actually building feature flags as a service in oh, GitLab. Cool. So so you can integrate right with that. Um, uh, we're also we're also looking into some more deeper integrations with Kubernetes. Um, something called binary authorization is is actually a pretty interesting uh, feature that is on our is on our roadmap. Um, this is essentially like when you're deploying to Kubernetes, um, sending uh, certificates along with those deployments to ensure that you're uh, that you're deploying what you think you are and that it's actually a signed uh, image. So there's, it actually adds a, an additional layer of security into that deployment step um, to, to sort of reduce an attack vector there. Um, uh, some of the other things uh, we're looking at are like more, more platforms to support for our runner. So um, kind of, you know, the, the native, native runner runs on a, like a Linux type platform, uh, but we want to be able to obviously expand that to as many different platforms as possible. Uh, Windows and Mac, and then um, we have this thing called our custom executor, which allows you to take our runner and run it on basically any platform. So it could be anything that is not um, non-traditional. Uh, we've we've even had um, customers that are running supercomputers uh, go ahead and run our run our runner on their platform. So um, kind of expanding the the capabilities there. Um, but then you know, in general, it's it's all about you know making making things more more powerful more powerful more flexible and easier to use so streamlining some of the user experiences for you know um those those common use cases that we talked about but again not removing any of the all uh, any of the deeper functionality and um composability of the system got it very cool um Darby, I'm just looking at the clock here. We we we're way over time. I apologize. No worries. But I told you this goes quick, man. And there's a lot to talk about. We we should wrap up though with if people who want to stay up on GitLab and especially specific to the CICD stuff, maybe make contributions, suggestions, beta tests, what have you. Where mm -hmm. can they go? 
Um, well, I would say just just go to uh, gitlab.com um, and uh, find the um, in the handbook we have a whole section for CI/CD, and so from there you can look at kind of the roadmap, uh, all of the um, all of the features that we're working on, the issues for those features. Please uh, send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from from everybody on that stuff. So um, if you yeah, just go to gitlab.com and and find that section in the handbook. Fantastic. Darby, I appreciate you joining in with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Maybe we'll see you out. Actually, I think it's January 14th is GitLab Commit. at uh, It's out in San Francisco. It's at a venue, and I don't remember the name of the venue, but it used to be the old Fillmore. So if you want to come hang out in a place where like Led Zeppelin, the Allman Brothers, and all kinds of bands played, Come join us at GitLab Commit. We'll be there broadcasting live on our Digital Anarchist Network. So maybe we'll meet up then. Awesome. Um, but until then, hey, Darby Frey, Director of Engineering, CICD GitLab. Thanks for being our guest on DevOps Chat today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. This is Alan Schimmel, and you just listened to another DevOps Chat. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.